everyone, welcome to Shag Funk. Um, so Brent, how are you enjoying being the god of hammers now? How's that going? Um, well, uh, I like the claw hammers the best, but, you know, the ball peen is a funny mm. w word, so that's pretty yeah, great, so, so you're the god of all hammers, like, um, like all the different kinds. But you yeah. have favorites. You're a god who plays favorites. Yeah, which tech, which, yeah, I mean ball ball peen. I mean, come on, how can you say ball peen and not chuckle a little? Mm. Yeah, I spent a few hours at but work. Also, with a I'm, mallet. I'm I'm the god. Ice out of a freezer, so I I have some hammer experience. Well, well, that that's a technicality. I'm not I'm not a god of mallets. Oh, so okay. you know. But technically, I'm like a god of part of a gun because it's called a hammer. So, okay. you know, mm. and you could technically make a gun that shoots so hammers. You're the god of Batman's fists, the hammers of justice. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm also the god of um, the villain of Iron Man Two. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Justin Hammer. Yep. Well, one of them. Yeah. Uh, uh, first, we have think, connection okay, problems already. Right. have another name? Was he like Iron Hammer or something? I have no idea. Mm. Yep. All I know is that he is the best part of that movie. Mm. Yep, so the bulk of this episode is going to be following up on what we said last time of watching the rest of Phase 1 of Marvel. Um... But I feel like since since we're going to talk about that for most of it, I should probably get out of the way um, at the start. Just a quick update on that D and D campaign. I I you know dragged Eliza yeah. into. Um, I, I've pretty much dropped out at this point. It just it, it wasn't it wasn't fun. It wasn't going very well. Um, like yeah, like oh. the, uh, I can't remember. I think I think Eliza was still in it last last time we talked. But then the session after, because, yeah, I think the last time we talked, we'd, we'd gotten to the desert country where, you know, I, you know, told the DM that, you know, this is, you know, where the civilization that Elisa, you know, started her own church to herself, like, where they were however much time ago, which originally was, like, hundreds of years, and then it right. became, like, 60 years or something. But, um, uh, yeah, we got there, they were all dead. Uh, Marini was completely distraught, uh, but Elisa was still carrying things, and I decided to make Marini's level up be that she would be a cleric to Elisa, and just kind of work with that two-character relationship I had. Um, but the DM decided that because I was taking a level in cleric and Elisa wasn't technically a god, that one of the gods of this world would reach out to Marini and be like, hey, be a cleric of me and get rid of Elisa. So I went along with it thinking it's yeah, it's kind of an interesting direction, I guess. So, Elisa got left on the floor of a temple, and uh, my headcanon was that Quigglis picked up the ring, and they're off wandering the countryside somewhere looking for a new host. Um, but Marini <laughs> continued on with this new god who is speaking some ancient language that I can't even understand. Um, it's like every time he talks, it's Latin. just gibberish. But, like, the one idea he was able to communicate was that he wants me to seek revenge against the person who killed all my people, and 
somehow, I, I can't remember how, I identified who killed them, went down to them, you know, asked them why they did it, like, confronted them about it, uh, decided not to kill them because it was clear that they were, you know, they regretted it and they were acting under orders of a larger organization, so it's like, okay, my revenge isn't with this guy, it's with the organization, I'll start pursuing revenge against them. And then, while looking for leads about that, I talked to the another NPC who was, like, becoming, like, the new head of the party because everyone on the party feels like they can't do anything because the DM just undermines all their actions. So, so there's this new uh -huh. NPC who's, like, the leader, so I was talking to them about, okay, I, I need leads on finding these people because I need to stop them because I don't want them to hurt anyone anymore. And... She was like, oh no, you're being selfish, you're pursuing revenge, you're, you're so childish, you need to lighten up and enjoy life. And it's like, this fucking sucks. Um, and then <laughs> and then we ended up like going to... Uh, there was like a continent of vampires, and there's like a, the leader there who I guess was... It seemed like they were going to help us to go fight the bad guys we need to fight but they wanted to test us by having us fight their like chosen champion even though because uh, I was talking I'm like hey I think we might you know uh, we're looking for Asmodeus because he's the guy in charge of this organization that I'm trying to get revenge on and whatnot and I'm like okay so uh, how do you feel about Asmodeus it's like well I hate him cool that means we're allies right so we can go fight him it's like well I don't trust you what can you give me it's like um I don't know how about a fight against my chosen champion? Uh, I don't know if that's a good idea, but everyone else was like, hey, let's do it. And we just got our asses kicked for like an hour, and it sucked. So so I was just so frustrated Fun. after that that I'm like, I'm definitely sitting out every combat, and frankly, these character choices that you are forcing on my character aren't in line with my character or just satisfying or enjoyable. So I, I, I'm, I'm just going to drop out and watch... So last Tuesday, um, which, uh, yesterday, because um, we're recording this in the middle of a week. Um, so yes, yesterday, Spoilers. Yeah, so, so yesterday I um, was at you know the session. I, I just went there to watch, and even watching, it's like they spend so much time just fucking around because nobody feels like they can do anything because the the challenges are too challenging. It's, it, it, it's not even really entertaining to watch so but in better news um, I've been trying to get that campaign the like the island campaign that I was writing months ago I've been working on like typing that out I'm up to like 20 pages of typing now from just laying out everything that's in each of the dungeons and all like the setup and stuff for each dungeon um, and I've been trying to get a group together I haven't really found anybody at the gaming shop where I play Magic and was playing D&D. &D. Um, but then I asked my brother if him and his friends would be interested in doing a group here at the house, and it sounds like they might be. So, if that happens, I might actually get that cool. group off the ground, and then <clears throat> I can finally do that campaign with my dumb octopus face pirate. And, uh, and, and since... Since I'm doing this campaign now not tied to the old campaign that it originally was, I can change some stuff so I, I'm able to put Elisa in it but she's like so far in the background that she's probably like I think she might cameo in like one mission but mostly she's off ruling her empire now 
that is on the mainland while all this pirate stuff is happening on the islands. Make her the the super secret Final Fantasy boss. That's like five hundred feet tall with nine heads. Well, I'm figuring what what's going to happen is because I'm still going to keep in her her canon the thing about her hunting elder brains, which was like a thing that we had to do as part of the campaign, the last campaign she was in. Um, because there's this Ill, like, rogue illithid pirate captain who's like the group patron. Um, I'd say group leader, but I, I want the players to feel like they have enough agency to, like, probably whoever chooses to be first mate is going to be, like, the team leader, and the captain is more like the um, the patron who's, like, funding everything. Um, but, um, because yeah. I've got this rogue elephant, he's got an yeah. elder brain, and I haven't figured out exactly how the mission with the elder brain is that, like, I, because I, he broke away from the elder brain, so he's not going to want He's going to want it dead, probably, but I have to figure out a reason why it, he would want it not to die immediately, because I think the way Elisa would work in is when they get to the place where the Elder Brain is, they see from a distance Elisa and her kill squad show up, and they're on their way to go kill this Elder Brain, and they, the party has to get there first before Elisa does, because, I mean, she's going to be way over-leveled compared to the party, so they're not supposed to fight her, but if I have, like, a race against time thing, like... Okay, she's here, and she's going to murder this person you're trying to find. Um, so you better get to them first. Then I think that would be like a caddy, like nice. a good cameo that would show off, like her power level, but not make, not show it off in such a way that it's like the players would feel weak. Like we we can't fight this. Kill yeah. half the characters. Yeah, it's like I, <laughs> you shouldn't feel like you have to fight this. It should be like a different kind of threat. Yeah. You you should if if they choose to fight her, you should just have her like kill a likable NPC, just to be like you know you shouldn't have done this, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, probably like just Eldritch blast someone into unconsciousness and then teleport away, because she's got two teleport spells. Yeah. So, right. I mean, she probably wouldn't even consider the party worth her time. Just like kick someone in the nuts and teleport away. Oh yeah, I mean, I guess if someone <laughs> did go up and attack her, she would probably just hellish rebuke in response, so they just burst into flames and then she teleports away. <laughs> <laughs> Put out the fire. Hurry. Yeah. The, does the fire even go out if you, like, jump in the water? Um. Or is it I, like... I, I would have um, to look at the, it. Or is it like dark magic flame? I think it's just regular flame, so it's okay. it's probably DM's discretion. Yeah. You survive with one hit point. Yeah. I mean, even if you hit zero, if someone else is around to stabilize you, then you're fine. Make it a fish person, and that way um, they smell nice. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that'll depend on the players and what they pick. Like, I think my brother yeah. was probably going to be, like, a Kenra or a dog person or something like that. Or, like, a fox person. Oh, no. Burning dogs don't smell nice. They smell terrible. I yeah. mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think he'd also be smart enough not to attack the scary snake lady, who I will warn them <laughs> is extremely overleveled and the empress of a nation now. Yeah, like, big neon sign. Yeah. She will murder you. 
Plus, I mean, I figure because like the seeing her from a distance thing would be you know like they would see her and her group, and then the group would just all like she dimension door can have multiple people, so she would just take all of them and they'd be like teleporting through this dungeon to get to the person they're trying to kill, and then conveniently either arrive at the same time or arrive just after the party because you know the the danger has to feel real but not yeah. actually be real. Yeah, do do the adventure movie style where um, the party actually, you know, like, goes the intended way, like, through all the traps and puzzles and everything, and somehow ends up further away than the bad guy party, where they conveniently find a back way in that's closer to the thing they're looking for. Hmm. Hmm, yeah, yeah, if I build it, like, linear, but then have, like, some obvious shortcuts they could use. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I haven't really put I mean, secret the, the, passages in my dungeons, and I should probably do that. <laughs> so people can roll for secret passages. It's a good thing Leon isn't in your campaign. Yeah, I mean, I just, I, I never think of it when I'm, like, I design the whole maps randomly using the random number table things, and then when I get a map that looks reasonably like a dungeon where I can see, like, okay, these are the opening areas, this is, like... You know, where, like, this area is probably locked, so you need to get a key over here so you can open it, and then this area looks like a boss room, so that'll be the end, so we'll make sure the logical progression is to get there last. But that doesn't include yeah. putting secret passages in anything. Or even, like, putting, a, like, a right. basement or a third, like, second or third floor. Like, I have to go in knowing that, like, I actually, I, I, I had a breakthrough in, uh thinking about ideas for it i've been wanting to put phoebe in it because i put all my other favorite characters in this already um <laughs> but i couldn't figure out how to make that work like tonally um but then i realized what i could do is basically translate mount pyre from pokemon ruby into um like a, a dungeon and say that it's haunted by ghosts that have been you know unsettled by the dark god that's rising in the world um, and that Phoebe is like a shaman who needs to like, subdue them and you know, remove the dark energy from them or something. Um, but the, they're too dangerous for her to approach. So the party is given a bunch of capture spheres that they need to go in <laughs> and, um, you know, once they reduce the ghost's hit points, trap them in the capture sphere, and then they can bring that back to her. So... <laughs> Would, and also her dead grandma is or... the uh, the final boss. <laughs> She's not dead. She, um... Wait, what, what well, was the uh, violent excuse? She got turned into a ghost. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. transformed into a ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's probably what happened in the game, because like, she was there on top of the mountain, and she gives you the orb, and then later in the game she's just not there anymore. And then Phoebe's talking to yeah. her grave and like, oh yeah, yeah, I can see you perfectly. Because I'll, I'll keep that gimmick. Like, that's the thing that, it comes up more in Pokemon Masters. That she's got this whole shtick of like, she can see and talk to ghosts and is surprised that no one else can see them. So. You mean, you mean Pokemon Master Sex? Yep. Yep, yep. Pokemon, <laughs> for its first year anniversary, graduated to Pokemon Master Sex. <laughs> That's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, 
it, it's it's nice in 2020 that we can still laugh at Pokemon sex jokes. Yeah. Oh, but for people who don't know, um, yeah, it's Pokemon, Pokemon Masters released, EX. Is, yeah, is their, they, they their released, one year anniversary. They released a hashtag. Yeah, and they released a hashtag on on Twitter. That that's Pokemon Masters EX, but there's no spaces and no capital letters. Yep, no dashes. So when you no read nothing. it out, when you read it out, the first instinct is Pokemon Master Sex. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yep. It, it, it's a Pokemon, you know, trainer sex simulator. You you, you pick your wife yeah. or husbando and you bang them. Right. Yeah, I mean, it is a waifu collector, so... Yeah. I mean... Yeah, but it's still... They're all like they haven't put any sun or moon characters in there, so there's no Nissa. Or Nessa. I'm getting uh, them confused. Because also, the new so, Magic set is being talked about, and that has a character named Nissa. So... Ooh. So, wait. Uh, did they add a uh, Sword and Shield characters? Nope. Not yet. Huh. That's what... You think... They would yeah, have done that. I, yeah, I thought they would have like done it last, last year. year. Yeah, as a promotional tie-in. But I don't know un- unless yeah, they're waiting that, for the last DLC weird. to come out first. I don't know. I, I'm glad I stopped playing that. <laughs> yeah, because I, it would have, it would have ruined my life. <laughs> yeah, like like the I latest think. characters they've added are like alternate outfits. For blue and leaf, and um, they had like, like they had the winter outfits for like Christmas. They just did the summer outfits of um, I can't remember one. One of the trainer girls has a Jigglypuff, and um, <gasps> Steven has an Alolan Sandslash, I think. Oh, cool! I like. I like the ice Alolan Pokemon. Yeah. Like, um, Vulpix and Ninetales especially. Yeah. But yeah, also because of the, the whole Phoebe can see jokes and can see ghosts and no one else can. Um, because of that joke thing, uh, I also decided part of the gimmick of that dungeon would be that the ghosts you're trying to capture are all invisible, but you'd be given... There's a magic item called a Lantern of Revealing, which shines a light that makes invisible things visible. So, basically, on the grid map, like, I would know where the ghosts are, and the players would have to tell me what direction they're pointing their light, and then I would, like, measure and see, okay, is the ghost revealed? If it is, you can see it. But then, in, like, maybe they would be able to... I, I guess I would see in practice how how practical that is, and, you know, how annoying it is if... I say that, like, okay, so the ghost moves, it's now outside of your light, or... I, I'd probably... If you can see it, I'd, I'd probably, you know, let them say, yeah, I'm going to keep tracking this ghost, so then they have to keep turning to be facing it, but... Yeah, that that seems like... If it's not done well, it could just be annoying. Yeah. Rather than, like, interesting. Yeah. I mean, maybe treat... I probably like, treat it like a game of battleship, kind of. It's like once you've revealed the ghost, you can see it. Yeah, or maybe at least for like a turn or two. Yeah. Oh, because it, then it becomes a game of like, okay, there's two over there. We could look for another one, or we could 
mm. shine the light back on them and make sure they don't move. Yeah. Or, like, you know, disappear again. Yeah. And I still I need to look up what the challenge rating on Ghosts are so I can determine, you know, what point in the campaign uh, I should put this. And since it's milestone level ups, I, I know what level they're going to be at any point, so I just have to slot it in somewhere where it seems fair. Right. <clears throat> I also, I just the, the dungeon I just finished writing is um, like an underwater shipwreck, but I knew I needed to do something to make it more interesting than that, so I basically kind of did what I did with the Star Wars campaign that I did on this show a couple of years ago and had a sarcophagus hidden inside it. Um, except this <laughs> time, instead of... Because Elisa's already in the world, she can't be inside this sarcophagus, too. So, I... She could be. There could be two of her. Could be. But, uh, I decided instead to make it a tabaxi mummy based on Anka from Animal Crossing. So, nice. so she's just gonna do, like, a zombie version of An Anka's catchphrase and just be like... Mimi how, Mimi how. <laughs> <laughs> I, so she she doesn't speak. She just meows. Yeah, yeah. No, Anka's catchphrase <laughs> is me meow. It's like M E dash meow. Oh, nice. Very Mimi. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so so she's in a sarcophagus at the bottom of a shipwreck. And, um, like, three members of the crew drowned when the ship went down, so they're zombies on board. Jeez. That... So, wait, a mummy and three zombies? Yep. That that sounds like a band. No, yeah, it could be. If you try hard enough. <laughs> Just have them thriller dance. Yeah, I mean, I guess, speaking of bands and getting topics out of the way before Marvel. Um, I saw Bill and Ted 3 twice. I watched it again today. <laughs> I'm guessing you liked it, then. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's fun. It's silly. Um, I mean, like, like, I wasn't sure if it would work, because, like, based on the trailers and stuff, like, the main actors look so old compared to, you know, how they looked 30 years ago. But, um, I mean, it, like, it definitely, it plays into the idea that it's, like, you know, these guys, like, they're old and they haven't really done anything with their lives, but, um, you know, they're still, still, like, the same people, I guess. Yeah. I... Like, they're still positive about everything. That's good, I think. Even while realizing that they, they suck as musicians. <laughs> It's it's very good timing to have something that's just positive for people to enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like I was watching, I think it was like the Red Letter Media Review, and they were saying, like, yeah, if this movie had come out, like, ten years ago, then people would be slamming it for, like, oh, this is just, you know, a crummy cash grab trying to, you know, bring back nostalgia. But because it's coming out right now, when there's, like, no other movies and everyone's depressed... It, it's actually yeah. like, you know, gone over really well. It's like, 
and it's not even you know it's not even like an attempt at a nostalgic cash grab really it's it's a movie they've been trying to get made for a long like the the people who made the first two have been trying to get this one made for a long time and they just you know finally got the funding to make it it just so happened to land um at this point in history where everything sucks and it's probably the best time it it possibly could have dropped yeah I mean, a movie about saving the world through the power of positivity, I mean, that, that doesn't ring very well, but just how fun and lighthearted it is, is nice. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, like, I, I've never been super into Bill and Ted, like, you know, I've seen them before and they're like, oh, these are fun. Yeah. You know. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, they're, they're low budget, such. they're they're silly. Yeah, like they they feel like they feel like um, they feel like it feels like a college film. Yeah, <laughs> like a really like good college campiness. film. Yeah, yeah, like enough cynical bullshit. Basically, just give me the funny happies and um, let me enjoy my life for an hour or two. I should watch yeah. it. Yeah, like, like, the third one has a lot... And also, I watched it because it went straight to streaming as well. Like, it's in theaters. Like, I looked up... My local theater is showing it, but also, it was available $25 to buy on streaming, so I'm, I'll just stay home and watch it here. Um, like, I think the next time I go out to the yeah. theater will probably either be Black Widow or James Bond, whichever one comes first, assuming they don't come to streaming, too. If they do, then I'll buy them and watch them at home but. yeah I, I have like $50 in movie theater gift cards that I will never be able to use before the end of the year mm. that's a shame yeah but also no <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah so yeah so Bill and Ted 3 it's fun it I mean, like, a lot of it is about, like... Like, it is focused on Bill and Ted, but it's also about their kids. And just kind of... Them realizing that, you know, all these years have passed, they still haven't done the song that saved the world. They, they go on a bunch of time travel shenanigans to try to steal the song from their other future reality selves. Um, and then... Spoilers for the cliche that you can, you know, expect to happen... It, it it it's predictable, but it's still their kids write the song. Um, right. so, like their their kids are assembling all these musicians to try to help their dads write the song, and it, it's actually the kids who wrote the song the whole time. Are they like famous musicians or like characters? Um, they yeah, no, they're famous. Like they they get Mozart, uh, they get Jimi Hendrix, <laughs> uh, Louis Armstrong. Nice. Um, a caveman. Um, God, Jimmy Hendrix, Jimmy Hendrix and Mozart would make the sickest music. I guarantee it. Oh, I mean, they they have like they they get Jimi Hendrix first, and then they go to Mozart, and Mozart is playing, you know, one of his, uh, I, I don't know which, you know, piano songs, and then Jimi Hendrix starts playing that on electric guitar, like the same same notes, and they're like playing it back and forth, <laughs> piano and uh, electric guitar. All right. I don't, I don't care how good 
I don't care how good the scene actually is. That just conceptually, that is my favorite thing that I've heard in months. Mm. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, be no, definitely, honest. definitely watch it. Yeah, I will. Yeah. Uh, At least here in the U.S., it's twenty-five dollars on uh, all the major streaming services. That's that's like twice what a movie ticket is. Yeah, but I mean that that's to own, so you can watch it as many times as you want. It's twenty dollars yeah. to rent, which is ridiculous. Like, I mean, even even like evening show prices here, I think, is like ten bucks maybe. Um, but yeah, and you know, I would only be going myself. I'm not bringing a whole family to it. So, like, twenty bucks to rent is ridiculous. Twenty five dollars to buy for a new in theater movie. Yeah. Like if I know I'm gonna like it, then I can justify that. Thirty dollars yeah. for Mulan is ridiculous, it sounds, especially because it it's a live action Disney pleasant. movie. But oh yeah, no, I mean, I mean, I'm with, with Mulan. I'm I'm at least you know, like at least they're doing something different and not just mm. you know remaking the movie except worse. Yeah. Like I, yeah, I like think it could that, work. I think they are trying to make a different movie out of it. Yeah, like you know, retelling the story in a complete, well, at least with a different tone, if not completely different way, is at least like not completely creatively bankrupt. You know, mm. yeah. Like it, I feel like it could be good, whereas the. The other live-action movies are just—it's definitely not going to be as good as the original because it's not possible. Mm. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's like trying to live up to the memory of the original is hard enough, and then you know, if if the original was you know super legitimately good, then that makes it even harder. Especially because like a lot of their yeah. live-action remakes are like not just retelling the original but trying to like address the perceived faults in it which just comes off as like pretentious and annoying when you're like trying to have a thing about Jasmine being more empowered when she was already so empowered in the original it's like like you took that away so you could give yeah. it back and act like you'd serve a medal for it Yeah, like the only the only way to make her more empowered is to like rewrite the whole ending. Because mm. like, like even even in the ending, like she, I I don't I don't remember it specifically. It's been a while since I've seen it, but like she helps, she helps defeat Jafar, doesn't she? Yeah. Like at, at least like like distract him or something. Um, so uh, Aladdin can get the lamp or something? Yeah, I, I think she was like I'm, trying I'm to seduce off, like, him so memories. that... Yeah, she was doing like her whole seduction thing while he was stealing the lamp and then he saw the reflection of her in the crown... Or the reflection of Aladdin in her crown and realized he was you know, being tricked. And then trapped her in a giant hourglass and then Aladdin broke her out. Yeah, like... You could probably change that up somewhat to where she does more, mm. but... Like, I mean, I thought when you said that, change like, the ending, you were, like, thinking about, like, changing the whole... Like, the sultan just suddenly realizing, oh, yeah, we could just change that law. <laughs> like, 
Uh, yeah. like, I guess I guess in the live action remake they did have it so like Jasmine becomes the Sultan instead of you know the street rat dude who just showed up you know saying like, hey you marrying my daughter I guess that means you're <clears throat> in charge now kid yeah but uh, but that's also one of the things that's like addressing faults in a movie that like I don't know I don't know. They're all nitpicky faults, though. Like, it's yeah. not... You know, like, th- there's nobody, like, you know, like, being, like, uh, retrospectively racist or anything. You know, like, it's not... Yeah, it's not... So- yeah, there's nothing blatantly wrong with it. It's just, like, nitpicks that, you know, 25-year-olds who go back and watch their childhood favorites see for the first time and complain about on YouTube. Yeah. Like, it, it's nothing... You know, like, it's nothing that needs to be fixed. It's just something yeah. that they wanted to fix because they want millennials to pay money to see them again. Yeah. I mean, if, if they yes. really want to fix their faults, they need to make a remake of Song of the South and find a way to make that not racist as <laughs> shit. I don't know if that's possible. That would be ballsy. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. That would be ballsy. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Um, I, I still wouldn't watch it, but man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess step one would be yeah. having, you know, all black people behind the scenes and, you know, on the camera and whatnot. You know, directors, writers, everyone. You know, get them to make it and then get them to find a way to make it work <laughs> song of the south too this shit's fucked up yeah um uh, but yeah i think that that's all the distractions i've got before we get into the main topic of marvel phase one um, we watched it all yeah yeah do you want to do uh do you want to do subnautica now or oh yeah yeah we should do that because yeah. I, yeah you play I feel like game, once we get on marvel i have heard the name of it yeah, and um, we decided to play a little game where Jade Jade gets to guess what happens in Subnautica. Yeah, um, based, based on the title. Solely on the name. Yep. Okay, so it's Sub and Nautica. So yeah. it's like submarines and nautical stuff, I guess. Yes. So, so you're in a submarine... And you're exploring, kind of like Minecraft, but with better graphics, and uh, taking pictures of manta rays, and um, um, picking up rocks. So far, and you're at through shipwrecks, and so far you're at like a B minus, um, maybe even B plus. And then uh, you um, you see other sea creatures. Uh, you go swimming uh-huh. with dolphins. Um, no. No dolphins. Um, y- no. You go into a deep, dark trench and find uh, like those uh, the fish with the little lanterns on their heads. Um, <laughs> um, well, yeah. And th- you that's, study that's them that's for science. Wrong. I mean, yeah. Oh, like, you're, or is you're this still a game in the with guns? Right I, I don't know if this is a game about looking at things or about killing things. Um, 
it, it's a lot more about one of them, but I'm not going to tell you which one. Okay. It, it's 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 a lot more about one than it is about the other, but they're both. Mm. My my imagination says there. it's like that. What was it like? Deep blue or the the one the game Grumps played, where they were swimming around in the ocean and wanting to touch a fish. Um, oh, like what, I'm, I'm picturing like that. that endless ocean, maybe. Oh yeah, endless. <laughs> like that that's what oh, I'm picturing, but, except with a submarine. Um. So, do do you wanna do you wanna keep guessing, or do you want to uh, um, just get get to the point? I mean, I think that's my final because, answer, unless like, you want me to get crazier with it and say like, that you find uh, Cthulhu hiding down in the depths of Relay, and um, he awakens, and you have to crash your submarine into him to put him back to sleep. I I will tell you that there is there's one very important thing that you've got wrong mm. um, that is like 100% like integral to <laughs> to the it, feeling of the game the and it, it, it is the kind time. of no it's the, the um, king of red lions and it scolds you every time you do something wrong I mean, yeah, th- there's an AI that will kind of scold you if you do something wrong. Okay. Um, okay, first of all, I'm, I'm just going to say it mm. now, because I, I feel like if I give you any hints, you, you, you'll just get it. Okay. Um, for, first of all, the game starts with you in a spaceship, oh. and um, you're immediately running to a life pod, because the ship is blowing up and falling to... An uncharted ocean planet. Oh. And, uh... The game is about you trying to survive on your own on an ocean planet with a bunch of weird, uh, alien fishy life. Oh. Um, and when you said it was kind of like Minecraft, that's partially true because you do, like, collect resources and craft things to, uh, survive. Okay, so so it's like a and survival crafting. Yeah, like you you start off you're in the life pod, like the life pod's all wrecked. Um, yeah, you only... go punch some fish to make some bones that you can assemble into a raft. <laughs> you don't you don't punch fish. Um, I don't think you actually have well. Or you punch some rocks. And I was about to say you don't smaller rocks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you do punch rocks. <laughs> That's not even a joke. Oh, like, I, um, I know Minecraft starts off, you have to punch trees until you get enough wood to build things. So I just assume survival right. crafting games start off with you punching some na- yeah, natural thing like, to get so, so, like, you, you start off in the life pod, um, like, just floating in the ocean. And, like, you can see the massive spaceship wreckage that's, like, a kilometer away from where you are. And basically the the first thing you have to do to progress is uh, go in the ocean and, like, find chunks of limestone that you punch and then, like, either titanium or copper will come out and you use those to craft um, tools that will help you survive. Mm. <laughs> so you do punch rocks. Yeah. And... Eventually, you do build 
like a little personal submarine. Mm. And it's a workbench. Because every crafting game, you, you you punch rocks, you make yep. tools, you build a workbench out of those tools, and then you make bigger stuff. Um, what kind? They kind of like the. It's a you know like super future sci-fi um, game because I mean obviously you're on a spaceship, but hmm. there's a fabricator which is okay. So yeah, that's I mean that's it's the sci-fi just, workbench. Yeah, like it, it's uh, it's basically just like a like basically the size of like a, a painting on the wall that you you put resources into and then it'll it'll make the thing you need. Mm. Like like there's you know like you can bring like small fish to it and it'll cook them for you and you'll eat them. Mm. Um, and then you update the recipes. Basically, yeah, like um, you you can build a scanner and go around like scanning uh, parts of wreckage to get new new blueprints to build new things. So that, like that, that's basically the gameplay loop. Is like you you start in this safe area, and where like ba- there's basically like only two or three things that can even hurt you, and you have to like specifically <laughs> um, agitate them for them to mm. do it. Um, but yeah, like you start in a relatively safe area, you know find a few common resources, build tools, um, like, and then you could scan something called a C-Glide that is basically like a handheld motor that will let you move, like, ten times faster, but it needs a battery to run on. Like, you build a, you build a battery with, like, copper for the wires and, or, well, not for wires, it's battery, but anyway, copper and there's, like, mushrooms called acid mushrooms mm. um which sounds fun but they're really not you don't stab them they'll hurt okay, you so you can't um, snort them or smoke them or anything no i it will kill you like you use them to make battery right. acid <laughs> so um, yeah, like ultimately i assume you're trying to reassemble your spaceship so it can get out of the water or um, kind kind of like so I, I I haven't finished it yet, but um, I uh, so uh, eventually, like if if you fix up your radio, um, like you'll get messages from the other life pods that like they're just repeating messages. Nobody else on the ship is still mm. alive. Just get that idea of your head, um, and you can find the life pods, like find new blueprints and everything. And eventually, another another spaceship will radio radio you um, that picked up your distress signal, and uh, they'll they'll give you landing coordinates. Um, that is an island that you can't you can't see unless you get close. Because I mean. Like realistically, you should be able to see it, but they kind of hide it with clouds. It's, it. Like, if you're, um, if you're observant, you you will realize that hey, maybe that area, um, 
on the horizon that's covered in like sea level clouds might be something interesting. Mm. You can find it out before the game tells you. But, but it's like blocked off because you don't have what if you need to actually get to it. Yeah, you know, no, you can get to it whenever. Oh. It's just um, if you decide. It's basically just if you decide to go there or mm. not. But um, on that island is an alien base. And uh, basically you learn that the whole the whole planet is under quarantine um, because there is a, uh, an alien super virus um, that is basically everywhere on the planet and anything that tries to land on or leave the planet gets shot down by this big alien super gun and you could put two and two together and realize that's why your ship crashed <laughs> and eventually when the 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 spaceship uh, lands to try to pick you up it gets shot out of the air and everyone dies. <laughs> so, a happy ending. Because the super virus was man. <laughs> Might as well be. But, um, so, and also okay, so, like... So if you beat the game, you die? No, I'm, I'm assuming there's a way to cure yourself and turn off the gun so okay. you can escape. Because I, I, mean, I was wondering if it was like Conan Exiles, where it's like you get to the end and you just wander off into the desert, and that's the end. I mean, I don't actually know, because I haven't gotten that far yet, but I assume that there's a way to cure yourself. Mm. And because there is a... If you explore the Aurora, the, the ship that you uh, came here on, mm. um, well, first of all, you could find a, a mech suit that will let you punch things underwater which is fun um and also you could find uh you could find a transmission from like the the company that sent the ship to to build a teleportation gate or whatever and uh they basically say we can't come to you because you're too far out but here's the blueprints for a rocket um we'll meet you halfway <laughs> So, I mean, are I, you actually contaminated, or are they just keeping you there because they think you might be? Oh yeah, you you are infected. Like it, you can you can scan yourself, and it will say that you're infected. And okay. w when you when you're when you're in the alien base, uh, by the way, like n none of the intelligent aliens are still around. Um, like the their base is, their base is just sitting there with um, old technology just lying around that you use to get to the center of it. And uh, okay. basically when, when, when you get to the control, the control room of the, the big alien gun, um, you press a button to turn it off and the, there's like a little probe that, uh, that pricks your skin and uh, and presumably takes a blood sample and says mm. that um, 
infected organisms can't turn off the the gun, basically. So Okay, so, so you found your way to the button, but you need to cure yourself before you can shut it off. Right. You're you're definitely infected. Oh. Um So I assume that the end game is basically like find other alien bases underwater and mm. find a way to cure yourself so you can turn off the gun, build the rocket, and get off the planet. Mm. And also, I didn't I didn't say the worst part is that there are giant Leviathan monsters um at seemingly random points um in the vast ocean that will definitely eat you <laughs> if they get the chance. Mm. So yeah, there's also that horror show. Because, <laughs> um, like the 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 game is mostly just like you know beautiful underwater environments where like there's a bunch of bioluminescent alien fish and plants that you know it's very pretty and then you you go to the sh- the ship like I did and there's a reaper leviathan which is like a 50 foot um worm with face mandibles <laughs> that roars very loud and um scares the shit out of me. <laughs> mm. And then and then I swam away very fast and got on land because fuck that shit. Um yeah, now then you just have to watch out for the land sharks. Yeah. <laughs> There's no land sharks, but there are land crabs. Um mm. like little crabby aliens that will you know an- they're ankle biters they'll barely hurt you but when there's a lot of them um they're annoying mm. um yeah, they're just but laughing I'm at and the p- stealing your money <laughs> giving you bad fast food <laughs> I don't I don't get it <laughs> but <laughs> I I appreciate Mr. Krabs oh yeah yeah that I I I just got off of work. Give me a break. <laughs> mm. Um So basically I I'm at the point in the game where like I built the little personal submarine. I built the I built the mech suit and I built the Cyclops, which is like a a bigger submarine that's made for like three people. But you have to pilot alone because everyone else is dead. Um, but the, o- the only thing that's stopping me from exploring the rest of the ocean is crippling fear of the unknown. And mm. the fact that the pressure will currently destroy my vehicles. and I have to find upgrade modules so they can survive the crushing depths. Yeah, how, how is the game with save points? Can you, like, save Um, in certain locations? Can you save whenever, wherever? You use manual saves. I don't know if it auto-saves or not, because I... I don't think it does, but... um, Like, if you're going to go somewhere where you think you might die, if you, you know, create enough save points that you can 
safely recover from that. Uh, yeah, death means almost nothing. <laughs> Which is weird for a survival game. But yeah, if you die, you just get teleported back to your last base that you've been to. Well, yeah, um, but like if you're afraid of losing resources because like you died, got teleported. Do you lose everything like in Minecraft? You, know, you, you die and anything in your pockets is just laying on the ground where you died? I think you keep all your tools and you you might lose like your like crafting resources. Okay. But I mean that's not that's usually not like a huge loss. Mm. Like it it's it's weird. It it's actually weird like how little dying means in this survival game. <laughs> like mm. like you can you can like park your submarine in a safe place and then swim over to a leviathan and try to scan it to learn more about it and die like three or four times and nothing bad technically happened to you because you'll mm. just respawn back in the submarine instantly <laughs> like it it seems like there should be more of a punishment than you know, losing a few crafting resources if you happen to have them on you, but there really isn't. Okay. But also, the game is scary as shit um, mm. at times, so that's punishment enough, I'd say. Mm. Yeah, they probably know it's going to take you long enough as is to get everything done. You know, yeah, to make it worse like the, by the making you lose progress. The map is huge. Like, there's a lot of different um, biomes to go through. Like, you you start in like a, a shallow area that that's you know it's got a bunch of prey fish and like coral and nothing that will really hurt you unless you get near it. Mm. Like, and then there's like a kelp a kelp area with like seaweed growing up. Uh, like near the surface and they've, they've got like really basic predators that are really easy to uh, avoid then there's like big grassy areas with like some shark like enemies and then uh, then a after that it kind of starts getting weird that's when you get mm. to like I, I think it's called the blood kelp zone where there, there's like, uh, like big, uh, like weird, like stick trees with like red blood oil uh, capsules that grow out of it. Mm. Um, <laughs> that you harvest which, and make stuff. Yeah, make like your you, blood that, that's. <laughs> um, I wouldn't eat it. Um, <laughs> that would probably not go well. I think you use it to make like motor oil or I, I forget. No. But uh But yeah, like it it's really interesting. Um like th there's there's an area that is just like big blue um like big blue like mushroom balls with with like, you know, little orbs sticking out of them. And there's like electric eels that are like twenty foot long, mm. 
mm. swimming around it. Um, there's crab squids, which is like the the jelly body of an octopus or a squid mm. um, with crab legs that um, can make an EMP blast that will turn off your submarine for a while. Mm. Um, the first one I met, I was in I was in the prawn suit, which is the mech suit, and I punched it until it died. That was fun. Oh, sounds adorable, though. It it kind of is squishy ball with you know, little legs. I mean, it, it's it's like ten foot tall, though. Um, <laughs> so, it, I mean, I'm kind of picturing the the Biomar monks from uh, Jabba's palace. That like, the, it's like a brain in a jar, and it's got these big black spider legs, and it just you see it walking around the background of like one shot in Return of the Jedi. Uh, I, I I can't remember that off the top of my head, yes. but what you described is kind of like how it is. Um, it, it is more like, there are more like spider legs and crab legs, but, mm. I mean, crabs are under the ocean. Yeah. Know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, like the, the monks, since it's like a robot leg thing, it's, um, like they're, like it, it looks spidery, but they are more rigid, like crab legs. Yeah, th- that's kind of how it is, because, like, the, you know, the, the legs have, like, the, they they have the, like, hard shell of a crab look to them. Mm. But I, w- I will, I will find a picture of a crab squid to show you, and they are not cute. <laughs> they, mm. they are horrible and terrifying. Um, they're not mm. that hard to kill if you have a punchy shoot, a punchy suit, though, so that's nice. Mm. Um, I ran into a ghost leviathan once That almost killed me But it didn't, so that's nice um, So yeah, I don't know what else I have to say about it um, Other than Unless you have a crippling fear of the ocean Which um, Subnautica might just give you anyway uh, I'd recommend trying it at least like I, I think it's on console. Hmm. Is it on and Switch? Ah, uh, maybe not Switch. I, I'm pretty sure it's on PS4 and Xbox. Okay. I mean, I have been playing but, Xbox a little bit now that the weather's cooled down, and I'm not going to melt from you know the heat the Xbox puts out. Oh yeah. But I've just been playing Arkham City. Nice. Like, I. It, it's it's kind of weird because the the whole crafting system, like the the way it works, is that, like you have to swim to new areas and find. Uh. Like, you know, like find the the fragments of technology so you can build them, mm. which is kind of annoying when you don't, when you don't know like where the specific thing you need is because then you kind of have to like wander this vast ocean until you like find the the broken pieces of what you need or like the the wreckage that happens to have the data chip that has the blueprints for what you need so like in unless you look up where the thing you need is it can sometimes 
like feel like you're just going in circles and not making any progress like that that's that's kind of where i am right now because like i've unlocked most of the technology i need to presumably get to the end game Mm. um i just don't have the the modifications to you know get deep enough to get there Mm. and i don't know where they are google to find out because i know a lot of survival games are kind of obtuse yeah letting you find things i I didn't want to do that too much just because like i you know the game's about exploring this vast beautiful terrifying ocean Mm. and you know going on a wiki page kind of ruins that but also, I'd like to beat the game without putting um, 80 hours into it and exploring every inch. So, I guess I'll just have to give in at some point mm. and do that. Which, eh, eh, it'll be fine. Um, I think that's it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, um, I, also, I sent a picture of a Biomar monk. It looks like it's not loading a preview of it, though. It's just showing a link. I will look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of how it is, except... Imagine the, the squishy part is like... It's like bigger ten times and the legs big. are coming out of it. Yeah. 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 Alright, I'm going to look up a crab squid. Mm. Otherwise, well, we spent the first hour talking about things other than Marvel. So we got the rest of. Yeah, funny how that works, huh? Yeah, yeah. When we decide it's going to be a Marvel episode, then uh, we talk about everything else. Um, <laughs> but but yeah. I mean, we've got an hour. It's not like a. Yeah, and those movies are old, you know, and everybody's seen them. They want to hear about the new Bill and Ted and you know, Subnautica and stuff. Okay, there's a crab squid. Oh, yeah, it is adorable. Yeah, it has like the the little little hands. It big it is not as adorable when you see how tall it is. Mm. It's like Megamind. There's no scale in that picture. He's got like a big brain. Yeah, I I I scanned the one I killed though, mm. and. Uh, 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 I'm 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 sorry. I I have to answer a text real quick, and okay. I, I don't want to divide my attention. Yeah. Okay. Sorry about that. Scan the one um, you killed. Yeah, I scanned the one I killed, and uh, it it said that it looks like it has a big brain, but it actually doesn't. It's mostly just like uh, like organs and filler material. Like it actually just hunts on instinct, like, like it, it, it's it's interesting. Like I, I want, I really want to scan the the bigger um, predators to see, like what they have to say about them. Mm. But also, I don't want to do that because they're scary and they will eat me. Yeah. Um. But you'll just respawn and oh. do it again. Oh. Oh, one one more thing. Um, you can build an underwater base, and you can build 
like basically an aquarium inside the base so I, I did that I put like four or five rooms on top of each other and built a big circular aquarium in the middle of it and put a bunch of creature eggs inside hmm. and now I have now I have a bunch of uh, baby subnautica predators um, in a glass tank uh, to just watch them mm. <laughs> which is which is interesting because I, I actually let one um, I let one go outside the base to see what would happen and it doesn't attack me so that's oh, so you can like domestic cool them. yeah and I'm I'm wondering um, I'm wondering if I can't just get a bunch of uh, a bunch of like okay th- there's there's one I, that I don't think I talked about that is uh, it basically like if you go in a cave um, there are little plants that have uh, fish inside of them that will follow you and try to blow you up mm. which is a weird defense mechanism um, I don't know how that works evolutionarily but mm. uh I'm wondering if I can't just like breed a bunch of those and keep them in my inventory and uh like let them go at a Leviathan the next time I see one <laughs> and and see if it, if they won't blow it up for I mean for from me. a game design standpoint that might be why they're there so you can make your own defense bomber fish yeah I mean I I think they're I think they're just a way to uh like tell you that you're not safe exploring caves mm. um but yeah that I, I I want to try that and see if it works mm. but I I don't I don't think they'll do enough damage to kill one but maybe they will I don't know I'll try mm. it there's, there's not much to lose other than time I guess yeah yeah just keep a close save point but yeah, I have a little baby crab squid in a mm. tank. I have a I have an aquarium inside a sea base um, inside an ocean planet. <laughs> so that's kind of fucked yeah, up. Yeah, it's just there for your enjoyment because no one else is alive. That's like having a zoo inside of a farm. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's like you're in the middle of the uh, jungle, but, but you have a zoo. And all the other animals are looking in and laughing at yeah. the ones who get stuck inside. That's like being inside a Burger King, inside a Wendy's, inside a McDonald's. Mm, the future of uh, <laughs> of malls. Yeah, basically. Welcome to the McDonald's mall. Here's the Wendy's department. Yeah. And um, here's Burger, Shop, Burger King shop yeah. number one. Yeah, there's just like a, a little Burger well, King... I mean, kiosk stand in the middle of the mcdonald's yeah and let's be real um mcdonald's will be owned by disney at that point mm. hot segue to marvel action yep yeah we're talking about marvel before and up until disney took over because disney took over during the production of avengers i'm pretty sure like, i remember at the time okay, that, that makes um, a lot of sense that like there, there was a lot of you know people wondering because like, Paramount had made a deal 
that they would have their names on the first like six movies or so, which is why Paramount's name is still on Avengers and Iron Man 3, but Disney had taken over production by the time Avengers came out, if not at the start of its production. Okay, that, that makes a lot of sense because I noticed a lot more like sex talk and mm. violence <laughs> in phase one, it, it, like hardcore yeah, violence. Yeah, like, like the blood misting in Captain is, America. Uh, yeah. Um, that's straight out of Indiana Jones, except they actually show it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, something I noticed about, like, I, I noticed especially during Incredible Hulk, but it's. It's really it's true of all of them except for maybe Thor. There's a lot more yeah. stuff with the American military in the movies before Avengers. Like after Avengers, it's like Shield. It's like we get this like fictionalized military that will be involved if we need a military. But stuff that it feels yeah. more, almost like a Transformers movie where it's like you know the military is fighting alongside these superheroes against whatever thing is going on. Like like. And it, I mean, it fits with the character. Like, Iron Man has always had ties to military. I mean, that that was his origin, was that he was selling military weapons, and then he got captured and um, had his, like, fake heart put in to keep from dying and started to reform and right. realized he needed to, you know, not, not be, you know, selling destruction to everyone. And, like, Hulk yeah, being I hunted mean... by the military, that's always been his deal. Um, Captain America right. being a World War Two soldier, you know, a lot more, you, you know, like, because yeah. like, like, people have done, like, articles and stuff explaining how the U.S. military gets involved in movie productions that involve you know, military characters. Like, they'll have, like, on-set advisors talking to them through stuff, and you feel it a lot yeah. more in these Phase 1 movies than in, like, anything afterward. Like, the closest they come afterward is maybe Captain Marvel, because they have, like, the Air Force stuff, but it still doesn't feel as heavy-handed as, as especially, like, Incredible Hulk. Yeah. It was just something Incredible Hulk. Yeah, like, there, there is more war, there's more warplane flying in Iron Man than there is in Captain Marvel. Like, yeah. you know, and, and I, I guess it, it, it makes sense, because... I mean, like you said, like Tony Stark is a weapons dealer to the military. Um, Cap Captain America is a soldier. Yeah, it, it's a part of these characters' history, so it doesn't feel out of place. It's just more noticeable yeah. because of the lack like, of it I, after the Disney movies started. Yeah, it, it it's also yeah, like it, it's it's also that um, I think pre-Avengers, they were also trying to build a more realistic world. Like, I didn't notice it was gone until um, I went back and saw and, it. And, I mean, post-Avengers, that obviously, you know, blew up in, into the actual, like, Marvel universe with, yeah, you know, magic and aliens and everything. Um, yeah, like, Avengers is where they said, okay, we're going to have an alien invasion, we're going to reveal that this you know, Cosmic Cube MacGuffin that's tying everything together is actually the first of the Infinity Stones. We're building up to, you know, big purple nutsack-faced guy <laughs> as our arch-villain of this saga. Um, like, yeah, Avengers... Like, yeah, I remember even at the time in theaters, it felt like, okay, this is a big tonal shift from the stuff that's come before, but it's so yeah. much fun that I don't care. Yeah, um... 
Avengers is still the best one, though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd give Iron Man a close second, but... Oh, oh okay, let's just do this right now, get it out the way. Mm. Um, one to six. Mine is Avengers, Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, Iron Man 2, Hulk. Hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, I didn't think of it. Okay, um... Hmm. I might go... I mean, it's hard, because, like, Avengers, I've watched it so many times that on the rewatch this time, I was still zoning out because it's like, I know everything that happens because I've seen this so many times. Um, so... Uh, I mean, one and two, it's between Iron Man and Avengers. I can't really decide. Um, yeah. And then... Th- th- those are the two clear, clearly best ones. And then, like, three and four would be between Iron Man 2 and Captain America. I think Captain America, the first half is really solid. The second half is good, but not as engaging as the first half. Um, Iron Man 2, I mean, it it's fluff, but it's really fun fluff. Um, and then Thor, I'd put it 5. Like, I think Thor, the stuff between Thor and Loki is still solid. I mean, Loki doesn't, he's not as charismatic as he became. But, you know, like, the drama between still works, I think. Um, all yeah, the stuff on really Earth is, like... really changed in Avengers. Yeah, like, all the stuff in Earth is, like, it's fine, I guess. Um, you know, some of the jokes are fun. Him smashing the cup on the ground is fun. Um, and then uh, yeah. Hulk, I'd put last. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, will, I will say one thing about Thor is that... I actually liked um, Dr. Selvig more than I remembered liking him when I first watched Thor. Mm. Like, he, he actually seems really cool. Yeah, it's before he went pants he, on head he was, crazy in Thor 2. Yeah, he, uh, he he was the only human character not related to S.H.I.E.L.D. that I actually liked. And mm. Thor. Yeah. Yeah, like, Thor... I mean, I think my opinion on it is still pretty much the same as it was before I rewatched. But, you know, rewatching it, I didn't really take... Like, I took some notes on some of these, but Thor, I didn't really write anything. Like, there wasn't really anything that jumped out at me as something I hadn't noticed yeah, the first I mean, time. I, I, I thought it was a little better than what I remembered, but I also watched it like like six or seven mm. years ago so um like it's I, I don't know it's like I, I like all the phase one movies other than Avengers and Iron Man are pretty uneven mm. I, I'd say like they like the, the first half usually starts off with the the good character bits and then the the second half, when they're trying to like funnel themselves into a, an action climax, kind of gets shaky. Yeah, I mean, like most um, of the villain fights like for, are underwhelming. Yeah, like I like even fighting the Red Skull. Like he he just grabs the cube and gets shot into space. Yeah, yeah. Like I I think like like really like Captain America the the. 
the the fight before the climax where he's on the motorcycle um and he he like charges the base like trying to get captured that mm. was probably the best action scene before avengers like mm. i e- either that or um the the one in iron man 1 but i mean that, that like that that was all spectacle though like mm. where where he's uh you know like blowing up the tank and everything yeah like Cap- Captain America is probably the only one with like actual, like good um, action scenes. I would say. Um, mm. I don't know, cause like like nothing else really stuck out until Avengers. Mm. Trying yeah, to think. I'm looking. Okay, so Captain America. The notes I took on this. Um, so when they're at the uh, like the World's Fair at the start. There's a like a robot person on display that's called the Synthetic Man, and I noticed that because uh, I think it's a reference to the original Human Torch, who was a character back in the 40s, who was like a robot who could uh, basically like the Human Torch from Fantastic Four, except it's um, you know he's a robot, which I guess is extra yeah, fitting because torches. they had Chris Evans Human Torch in Fantastic Four in you know this movie oh yeah this cap so, <laughs> it works <laughs> on multiple put that levels. together but like Human Human Torch was like like one of the first couple Marvel superheroes right yeah um, it was like him, him and Namor yeah, was yeah, it yeah Captain America Namor and um, Human Torch collectively are called the Invaders and they're like the World War 2 like original Marvel superheroes. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah so like I'd written the... that down, and then I wrote that um, that yeah. in the scene where he's chasing the the spy who killed the scientist, he outswims a submarine and then punches through glass underwater. <laughs> Which is really impressive, considering that he's like a foot and a half taller than he was before. And he yeah, only loses like he's his stumbling around, once. still getting used to his body, but he can outswim a submarine and punch underwater. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like reinforced pressurized glass too. Yeah. Like. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, one thing I like about that scene is that the the spy throws a kid in the water, and mm. the kid's like, "Oh, I'm okay. I can swim." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because it's like, you know, Cap would go check on the kid, but it's like, we need him to finish yeah. this action scene, you know, he can't be derailed having to go save this kid. Yeah, I like that because that, that's like a very um, 40s, you know, comic, that's like a very mm. golden age comic um, thing to do, would be to like throw a kid in the water and have have the hero go save him instead of stopping um, the bad guy, you know? Yeah. Even though... Like, it's very logical that a kid would be able to swim. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's like, you gotta show the Cap yeah. cares about um, the little guy, but also he needs to finish all this action scene and um, go again, punch the guy so he can, but, you know, cyanide his own mouth. Yeah, I, I don't... Like, I don't even know what to say, because I, I feel like everybody's already watched these, like, five times by now. So I don't know. But... Yeah, what, 
What were we even talking about? Because I forgot. I don't know. The audio cut out, so I. Oh, just just cut out that whole rambling part that I just. Said. Okay. <laughs> um, um, but so yeah, uh, let's see. Okay, so Hulk. I remember you said that because it's not on Disney Plus, you didn't get to rewatch it. Yeah, I. I was gonna watch it, but I didn't want to pay for it because I know it's bad. Um, mm. So I didn't want to like rent it or anything. Yeah, and I I didn't I didn't feel like going through the effort to pirate it. Yeah, no, it's not worth it. I mean, what I noticed from watching it, I mean, there's the military thing. I, I really caught on to it in this. Um, otherwise, I mean, I noticed it. It feels like a horror movie, like an action actiony horror movie. Because there's a lot, a lot of the transformation shots with the Hulk are done in like shadow or smoke, and it's like a scary thing that he turns into the Hulk, which I mean, it fits, fits like the character and what he's about. Um, and then you know, it's about like like he's a mo- like a rampaging monster trying to control this monster inside him, and then there's this other military guy who's like jealous and you know like angry that he keeps getting beaten by the Hulk, and he's determined to become a second hulk and becomes abomination and they have their big monster fight um and they even like they did i I can't remember i think it basically like the same joke that they do in thor ragnarok of they drop him out of a plane and he's like you know his heartbeat's gonna beat fast enough that he turns into the hulk and then it doesn't and he slams into the ground but like in this one he like crashes into the ground i think he leaves like a crater and then the hulk climbs out of the crater so, it was kind of like Thor Ragnarok, except instead of just slapping on the, the rainbow bridge and just flopping over, you know, looking dead, and then getting up, he, he like, slams into the ground. Um, I can kind of hear you, but it f- sounds like you're at a distance now. It's weird. Okay, sorry, that was okay. <laughs> that was 100% my fault. I turned my mic down um, to blow my nose, to oh. be polite, and then I forgot to okay. turn it back up. Um... Okay, sorry. Uh, what I said was that was the one joke in the movie, right? Um, yeah. I mean, I, I guess it's kind of a joke. The the sex scene where he's trying to bang Liv Tyler, and then um, but he's like keeping an eye on his heart monitor because you know if his heart rate gets too high, he'll turn into the Hulk. So if he gets you know too into the sex, he's gonna turn into the Hulk. So he has to like stop for um. You know, before he hulks out on her. <laughs> so th- there's like a sex scene where he gets he blue balls. He gives himself he blue comp- balls because uh, he doesn't want to hulk out in the middle of sex. Imagine what that would do to that poor girl. Mm. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, that was a terrible thing for me to say. Um, I mean, I've anyway. seen the porn of Hulk and Black Widow. I, I, I have an idea. Um, but, um. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, aside from that, uh, Edward Norton is really boring. You know, like, if, if I had to try to describe his, like, personality or how he would, like, react to anything, like, I I don't think I could because there's just nothing there. Yeah, um, if, if Ed Norton is bad in a movie, that means he doesn't care. Yeah. And, uh, if he doesn't care, that probably means that the script is bad, which it was. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and then other like either that or you just did it for the money. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, probably just for the money. But 
Like, aside from it, the only other thing I noticed... So, at the start of the movie, he's in Brazil, I think? He's, it's South America, definitely. Um, and I thought, you know, thinking back on the movie, I thought for sure he ended the movie back... in Because he, he definitely went to the U.S. because he was in New York for the abomination fight. But then I thought he'd gone back to South America because that's where we find him at the start of Avengers, I think. Um, I, or was it... I feel, was it South I feel like America he was or was in, it like India? I, I, I feel like he was in India in Avengers. I, oh, it was in he, India. He did, he did say where he was at some point, but I forgot where. But, yeah. Um, it, lo- it looked like yeah, India to me. I forgot to, to check, but... But, because I noticed, like, at the end of the Hulk movie, he's in British Columbia. So, he goes from South America to the U.S. up to Canada, and he ends the movie in Canada. And that's, like, the last shot, I'm pretty sure it's supposed to show that he's learned to control his heart rate and, you know, like, through meditation, so he can, like, become the Hulk at will, basically. Which is, like, the big reveal in The Avengers, but... He's always um, angry. It was... Like his character arc of the Incredible Hulk, it's just nobody remembered it and or expected them to even <laughs> pay attention to it. Yeah, uh, they never really bring up anything from that movie other than the one line in Avengers saying that he broke Harlem. Yeah, yeah, like not until you know they bring back. Uh, General Ross for Civil War. Oh, he, oh yeah, I forgot they... Even then yeah, they... Like, he, like they, they brought don't... him back, and then they brought him back again in like, Infinity War, I think, just to bitch at them about um, letting Captain America back in. Yeah, I, like, he, he doesn't really have anything to do with the Hulk at that point, though, because the Hulk isn't even on Earth. Yeah, yeah, no, he's just there... To remind you that he's around and they could turn him into Red Hulk if they ever decide to put that character in a movie. Yeah, that uh, the only way I could see that happening is if uh, is if they do like a, a villain group. Yeah, Thunderbolt. Avengers movie. Yeah, like something. Yeah, the, the Thunderbolt. Cause, like some kind cause of Suicide not... Squad. <laughs> Absolutely, because um, I mean they're not going to make another solo Hulk movie. They they're just not. Mm. It's it's not going to happen. Yeah. Actually, did we talk about the DC fandom uh, Suicide Squad with arms fall off, boy, and polka dot man? No. Hmm. I mean, it looks fun. <laughs> I don't. That's all I don't I can actually. Say about it. I mean, I don't. Uh, I don't want to be negative. <laughs> I mean, like the whole—I don't know—the DC fandom thing. I—it was, I—I I didn't watch it. I just, like I heard the news headlines, and like the news was nice, but also they just fired a fuck ton of people the week before, so I was still yeah. kind of like, okay, cool, good, good for you. Uh, I'm surprised you still Wonder have people sucks. left to make this stuff. Yeah, the the only thing I kind of liked probably took them like fifteen minutes to do, and it was um, it was uh, the Batman Beyond thing where uh, 
they they riffed on sixties Batman um, mm. for like ten minutes. Mm. Did you see that one? No, I didn't see that. I did see the the Harley uh. Quinn thing where she was like sarcastically answering people's questions while like telling DC they should renew the show for a third season. Oh, uh, well, I, I hear it's really good, so they probably should. Even though yeah. I haven't seen no, it because yeah, I don't want to pay for I, it. I also rewatched season one of that recently, and it's yeah, it's really good. I want to watch it. I just don't want to pay for it. For a lot of reasons. Mm. No, I got the DVD of season one, and I don't want to get HBO Max, so I'll just wait for the DVD for season two. Yeah, I might just try going for that. Um, so something we should mention is uh, probably uh, Chadwick Boseman dying, which sucks yeah. ass. Yeah. It's... It's like not even in the the top twenty of the worst things that have happened this year, but it it's very personal. Yeah, to a lot and of people. I mean it's shocking because it's like he had cancer for yeah. most of the filming of these movies and didn't tell anyone. So yeah, that's that's goddamn impressive. Like, mm. more and than still anything. managed to be like the most charismatic actor in a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah, like he he was my favorite part of Civil War. Yeah. And there was a lot of good parts of Civil War. Yeah, yeah, I mean um, Team Black Panther is the way to go on that movie. Like he's the one who gets to the end and is like, "Okay, I I see what's going on and I'm not going to kill you, Zemo." Yeah. I'm not going to let you win, but I'm also not going to kill you and just perpetuate this cycle of violence you've been forcing on everyone. Yeah, it it's Like goddamn, it fucking sucks. Like I don't even know what else to say about it. Like it, it. Mm. I don't know. It's just one more thing to bring you down in this shitty year of things that will exclusively bring you down. Mm. Um, but you know, rest in peace. I don't. I don't know what else to say. But yeah, Wakanda forever. I mm. guess. That was the Twitter hashtag, I think. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Otherwise, for movies, uh, we still have Iron Man 2. Um, which, the notes that? I took uh, on you, that you, one... Uh, uh, which what? Uh, uh, you, Iron Man 2? You, yeah. you kind of cut out a little, but I, I, I oh. got some of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, we've talked about the other movies, but then Iron Man 2. Um, the notes <laughs> I took on that... Uh, Tony Stark speaks Italian, like fluent Italian, um, <laughs> which has never really come up since, but he does in this movie. Um, he's an alcoholic not because he has alcohol dependency, but because of the palladium toxicity. Like they mentioned that at one point, that it's yeah. like he's drinking the alcohol to counteract the palladium. Yeah, that 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 whole that whole thing was basically just lip service to that comic arc he went through where he was. A legitimate alcoholic. Yeah. Well, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, that's like a famous part of his character was his like alcohol problems, and they include yeah. it, but they they don't. I guess part because they knew they weren't yeah. going to continue that through the other movies. They they just kind of yeah. They like I said, they pay lip service to it. They don't because like yeah, his 
Tony's biggest enemy is himself. Like they they kind of drive that through the um, mm. into the ground. Like throughout his whole his whole time in the MCU. But yeah, yeah, they, they never they really keep that accurate. They just yeah. The I guess they didn't need the alcohol to demonstrate how self destructive he is. He, yeah, it starts off with his uh, like narcissism basically, and then it. And then after Avengers, it just moves to his uh, paranoia, I guess. Mm. But yeah, the only yeah. other note I took was that as part of her going undercover to get a secretary job to keep an eye on Tony Stark, um, Black Widow apparently became a lingerie model because they bring up like pictures <laughs> of her as like a lingerie model. Yeah. Um... So I guess she found time on the side to do that as part of her cover story. Like, why Why would that have to be included? Well, like Because did, there's more sex and violence in would... these pre-Disney movies. But... Yeah. I guess they were like, we have a Scarlett Johansson, let's put her in um, underwear. Cause yeah, it, cause like they she doesn't have a lot again. of talking parts in Iron Man 2. She, like, she has a couple lines, but mostly she's just like... The girl who kicks ass. Yeah, that like they they actually they actually put her in her in her underwear at the get at the end too, where um she's like she, riding yeah, with Happy to undressing in the back seat. Yeah, like I I I feel like they were. Hey, we have a Scarlett Johansson. Let's get her half naked. Yeah. Um, might as well. Yeah. Um. Also, her her undercover name was like Natalie, like Natalie Rustman or something like that. Yeah, which is she is basically just saying. changed from Natalia Romanova. I'm I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm pretty sure that that's just the English version of her actual name. Probably. And and her last name sounds like Russian. Oh yeah. So it, it's it's you know that that's like that, that's like just changing the the first letters of your first and last name basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. Like that. It's just Stony stupid. Tony Tark. Like, <laughs> yeah. Reeves Dodgers. Hello, my name is Roger Stevens. Yeah. I am a lieutenant in the Air Force. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, perfect cover story. No yeah. one will suspect a thing. I'm Lieutenant Canada. Yeah. <laughs> okay, the the first half of Iron Man 2 is a lot better than the second half of Iron Man 2. Mm. Like the, the first half of Iron Man 2 is basically just all character building. Mm-hmm. You know, like they—that's where they they set up. Um, they set up Whiplash as basically being like you ruined, like your dad ruined my dad, so I want revenge on you. Uh, yeah, because the this like the whole legacy is like an ongoing theme throughout it. That like, um, yeah, yeah, like Whiplash is mad that his father's legacy and his legacy was like ruined by the Starks 
you know Tony discovers yeah. you know Howard Stark and the things he had like left for him and like the legacy he wanted to leave him and then yeah. like Justin Hammer is there and he wants to be rich and famous uh, you know for making his own armor even though he's like basically just copycatting off Tony yeah like my 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 least favorite part of Iron Man two is where they just have Nick Fury explain that um oh what was his name again um Whiplash yeah uh, I, Ivan I, Vanko right they they have Nick Fury come in and explain that Vanko's dad like he was actually trying to sell. Um, yeah, Stark's technology. Yeah, to they the invented the stick together. He was he was trying to make a profit on it, and Tony was like, yeah. "Well, I think you're a spy, and you're stealing our secrets," and got him deported. Yeah, but like, they that completely takes the drama out of the villain. Like that that just turns him into, you know, angry Russian villain. Mm. Yeah, you know, like it that. It's like before he was an actual character, and after Nick Fury said that, he was like, "Oh, yeah, he's just another Marvel villain in the sea of bland Marvel villains now." Like yeah. he he doesn't he doesn't have a point because the and then he blows up at the end. Yeah, yeah. But Justin he, Hammer's he, still around if they ever want to bring him back. I wish they would, because he. I mean, it's not even Hammer. It's just Sam Rockwell. Mm. Just being a fucking boss. <laughs> like I mean, he is ma- in a lot of movies. Maybe what Tony Stark did. He's finally got his chance to you know, become a big corporate guy. He should get in with uh, Mysterio's gang. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the Tony Stark you know, haters club. That would actually be really cool, but also I don't want to see him in a Spider-Man movie. Mm. I want to see him in an MCU movie. Mm. You know? Yeah, I don't know who I, he I want... would be a good fit for for the ones that are left. Um, Black Widow? Oh wait, no, she's dead. Yeah, Doctor <laughs> I, Strange? I completely forgot. Maybe? If they wanted to focus on Maybe. the doctor side of Doctor Strange and not the magic side of Doctor Strange. But the magic side is the more fun and interesting side, so probably not. Well, I mean, Rhodey's still alive. Mm. Um, they can make a War Machine movie. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Falcon and the Winter Soldier got getting a Disney Plus show, so if they make like a War Machine Disney Plus show, then put yeah. Justin Hammer in it. He actually would. He actually would be a nice villain for like a... Like a, a, like a season of a show. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, like, yeah, like the mini series TV shows, not the big epics. Yeah, you know, kind kind of like the Kingpin and Daredevil, except um, a lot less threatening. Whatever Kingpin was, yes, like yeah. a lot, a lot less of like a a you know a big childish. Yeah, he's like just kind a big of a baby, asshole. but yeah. But like, he could mastermind like a lot of shit to happen over a season. Yeah, for or like bankroll some other villains. Yeah, for for like more human villains yeah. or, or heroes rather. 
Yeah. Not like, you know, not like Captain Marvel. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he would be splattered. Yeah. That would be cool. I just want I just want to see Sam Rockwell in the MCU again, like mm. as as a uh, hammer, just yeah. you know hamming it I was, up. I scrolled up because because after last time we had talked about like the new element that Tony makes, and then I did some research on it and found out. Um, so I, last last time I speculated that it was vibranium, um, which I guess in the Iron Man two novel they had said it was, but then you know the next year the captain america movie came out and they said that vibranium you know was like an existing metal that they had a very limited supply of because wakanda was sitting on the rest of it um right so they the new explanation for what the new element is is that howard stark had been studying the cube you know you know the tesseract with you know secretly an infinity stone um like studying the energy of it and so the element that tony made was like an imitation version of a tesseract so he's got like an imitation infinity stone well he had in his chest okay. before he got rid of it um and then he called it badassium yeah it's see it it would have made more sense if it, if it was like the the outside of the cube that was holding the infinity stone mm. so it was like the 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 casing of it oh yeah 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 i guess yeah if it's based on a thing that could contain an infinity stone which i guess would maybe right. even explain a little bit how he could make a gauntlet that could hold all the stones because he's already oh, yeah. synthesized a material that has you know survived being in close contact with the stone man be real be real cool if they connected that thing and mm. didn't just forget about it for the rest of um every movie yeah, they just drop it in uh, their big plot hole with all the other, uh, you know, like the leader from Incredible Hulk. He's just <laughs> hanging out down there waiting for his chance to be in another I still movie. think he just died. He His his head just grew to the size of the building and he suffocated. Mm. He died. Yeah, probably. Um, I mean, especially now that we've got you know, Professor Hulk, it doesn't seem like they're going to make any more Hulk movies, so... No. There's no room for that character to show up anymore. I kind of wish we didn't have Professor Hulk because it's kind of disappointing. Mm. You know? Yeah. I, I mean, I guess I he could know. have a relapse if they wanted and make him an angry Hulk again. Yeah. Or just make She-Hulk and... Like I know she's kind of like Professor Hulk because she's not all angry, mm. but I'd still like to see She-Hulk. I mean, that's gonna be a Disney Plus show. It's already is announced, it? Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. Yeah. She-Hulk um, Moon Knight. I, too much has happened. Mm. <laughs> Are we done? <laughs> uh, I think. I mean, I think that's all the um, notes I had on those. I. I think I. Like, today I had considered watching Iron Man 3, but then I decided to watch Bill and Ted again. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm i probably going to watch Phase 2 before we record next, but, I mean, you don't have to if you yeah. don't want to. I mean, fa- I just... Phase 2 is easier, I think, because it's, it's either the same size or shorter than 
face one. I I think it's still six movies, right? Or is it five? Yeah, it, it's six because Ant Man. It's after Avengers, but it's still part yeah. of Phase Two. Because it's what Iron Man three, Thor two, um, Winter Soldier, uh, Captain America two, um, yeah, Guardians, Guardians, Age of Ultron, and Ant Man. Right. Yeah, that's six. Huh. Yeah. So yeah, same size. Yeah. I I haven't watched Ant Man, so that's gonna be weird. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I should probably like Ant Man. Like Incredible Hulk is my least favorite MCU movie. Ant Man is probably second. Like Ant Man has some fun stuff, but it's also like maybe on a rewatch I'll like it better. But there's like some things about it that just feels like bad writing, I guess. I will be surprised if I like it less than Thor 2. Because mm. the only good thing about Thor 2 is Thor and Loki. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Thor 2, I can look past all of the bad stuff because the Loki stuff was so good. Um, yeah. And but, like, to, to, to me, if it's like, if, if there's only ten good minutes out of, like, a two-hour movie, then... Mm. I don't know. Yeah, and like Age of Ultron, I remember when it came out, it was like diminishing returns every time I watched it. Like the first time, it's like, wow, there's a lot of fun jokes and some stuff that's kind of dumb about the plot, but. And then each time rewatching it, it's like, well, I'm used to the jokes and wow, this plot's dumb. But maybe now that I haven't watched it in years, it'll be fresh again. Yeah, I still. The only, like, really great part of Age of Ultron is the the party scene mm. and other than that it's kind of just eh yeah like yeah it's a Marvel movie I guess yeah it's like it's kind of color palette wise more muted and gray um yeah. to try to be dramatic I guess uh the the Black Widow and Hulk subplot seems kind of forced weird especially where like in Avengers 1 Hulk is like chasing her down through the ship and she's terrified and now they're dating I guess which isn't established the only time we see like we see Bruce Banner at the end of Iron Man 3 doing like psychotherapy on Tony and then we see Black Widow in Winter Soldier and she doesn't say anything about Hulk and then suddenly they have a thing going in Age of Ultron yeah, and then, and then Hulk goes away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's um, like like they set it up and then tear it down in the same movie. Yeah, it's because yeah, they they really only say like two words to each other in, in the first Avengers movie. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like the big like, thing like between she... them in the first Avengers movie is that. She knows that he is like a time bomb waiting to go off, and then and that like it's she figures out it's Loki's plan to unleash the Hulk and wreck the whole, you know, flying airship from the inside. Yeah. And then the Hulk goes off and is like chasing her, for a while. Yeah, like like the, the 
the most time they spend together is when she's recruiting him, like in the in the house, and mm. then and then after that, it it's basically nothing. Like it, yeah. it's uh, just a few words between them. Yeah. And then, and then yeah, there's suddenly. Um, and and Joss Whedon just decided to cram his you know Hulk and Black Widow slash Vic into <laughs> this Marvel movie. Yeah. I mean, it's not a terrible idea. I mean, it's not like anybody's going to care about what's-her-face from Hulk not being involved. Yeah, no, she she is still gone. It's like her dad came back, but yeah. she's, she's just <laughs> vanished. Busy living off all that Lord of the Rings money. <laughs> yeah, oh, she's got a lot more money than just Lord of the Rings. Mm. I mean, that's mainly where anyway. we're from, is Arwen from Lord of the Rings. Well, I mean, isn't she Steven Tyler's uh, daughter? Yeah, I think so, yeah. So, got that Aerosmith money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she got, she, she did a superhero movie, so. Yeah, she's, she's made. Yeah. Uh, all right, I hate to cut it short so quick, but I kind of got to go. Yeah, I mean, well, time, we're, we're uh, getting close to two hours, so. Yeah, I mean, I, oh, yeah, we're, we're almost there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I don't actually have anything to finish Next time this. on Shack Funk, we'll uh, hopefully have watched <laughs> Phase 2. And then if we decide to watch yeah. Phase 3 after, we're probably going to have to split it in half, because that's a lot of movies. Yeah, it's like, what, 13? Uh, phase 3, let's see. Civil War. Um, Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, I, Doctor Strange. I don't, I don't want to... Uh, Guardians <laughs> 2. Um, I mean, I'm going year by year in my head, so I can remember. Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther, Infinity War. Um... Ant-Man and the Wasp, Captain Marvel, Doctor Endgame, Strange. Far From Home. That's 11 movies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. there's 11 phase three movies one. by my count. Yeah. 2016, Civil War, Doctor Strange. 2017, uh, Guardians 2, Spider-Man Homecoming, um, Thor Ragnarok. 2018, Black Panther, Infinity War, um, Ant-Man and the Wasp. 2019, Captain Marvel, Endgame, Far From Home. So, yeah, 11. Yeah. Okay, well, that's a little easier than um, 13. Yeah. It's too easier, in fact. Yeah, so we watched six movies, we'll watch six movies, and then we'll watch, like, five or six, and then the other five or six. The the two Avengers movies are the longest ones, so we could probably Mm. do six and five. Yeah, that makes sense. But I mean, we're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> um, well, actually, I think that yeah, that, that so, would work out pretty well because the first six would be Civil War, Spy or Civil War, Doctor Strange, uh, Guardian, Spider Man, uh, Thor, and Black Panther, and then it would be Avengers: Infinity War up to Far From Home. So it's like everything before Infinity War, and then everything from Infinity War to the end, Mysterio. The final Marvel movie featuring Mysterio. Cool, can't wait for Black Widow to come out. <laughs> yeah, eventually. 
I can someday, maybe. I can Who totally knows? wait for Black Widow to come out. I don't I don't really care about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally it's it totally gonna be one of those like Marvel whatever. movies that's like a that that's like a solid six out of ten and then I forget about it later. Yeah. You know? I mean spoilers for the rumored end of the movie is that it sets up that other girl to be um in the Thunderbolts, I think. Uh well I, I still don't care. <laughs> yeah. I will, I'm I'm a wait and see yeah. kind of person. Yeah. Uh, Alright. Um okay. so, I'm I don't done. I'm else. tired. I worked it's a full day. It's fucking hot. Call it good. Um suck yeah. a dick every day. <laughs> that, that that's your homework for the next two weeks. Goodbye. Um week and a half. <laughs> if you don't have a dick, ask for one from one of your friends. <laughs> if you do, you have to suck your own. I know it's difficult, but you know, uh yoga, stretching, you can do it, I believe in you. That's the worst way to end a podcast. <laughs>